Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the there's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. There's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. And I'm Osh. And today we are here with Christina Hart, who is a comedian, content creator, and musical theater actress. Welcome, Christina. Hi, guys. It's so nice to have you on here. I felt like I... This whole day I've been creeping on your Instagram, on your TikTok, and I feel like a stalker, but I literally feel like I know you. Um, thank you. <laughs> I, I feel, feel like, like friends. truly, I truly also have stalked you guys on Instagram and YouTube and like Spotify, Apple Music, everything. And I'm like, okay, so they're cooler than me and that's fine, but I don't know Definitely what to not. do. No, I was really excited um, to have you on the podcast to talk to you about multiple things. One, Osh is also really good at TikTok herself. I am absolutely terrible and I really respect like all of the reels that you're putting out there. So (laughs) thank you. I mean, I still, I feel like the first time I opened TikTok, I was like, where am I? What's happening? I don't know what's going on. But then clearly like as you use even reels on Instagram, like as you use it, it's like, okay. I like wiener dogs. So like my entire explore page is just like <laughs> wiener dogs and then like sushi. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can get like, with this. this. Is my, like, this is my aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, this is my aesthetic. And maybe I see it too often, but I don't care because I'm like, just, just feed me the content. I'm, you I'm good. Wiener dogs? I love wiener dogs. Yeah, they're my, <laughs> my brother used to have one. Her name was Jen. Jen. Yeah, I want to get a wiener dog and name it Peeve. So I can be like, this is my pet peeve. I don't care if like no one laughs at it except for the like 70 year old person who like works at the grocery (laughs) store and that's fine because it'll make myself happy. I love that. I just got a dog. This is my pet. I named him Ernest Worthing from the importance of being earnest and like literally had that in my head for so long that it was like thrilling to actually do it. He 100% suits the name. No, he really does. He really, really does. Yeah. He embodies it. Yeah, he does. He really goes by Ernie. I have to start like breaking into Ernest more often. Like I want to, because when he's being bad, I want to be like, Ernest. Exactly. It's too cute. And then I can't. Anyway, back to you. (laughs) I truly love that. I'm like, I've been planning on like naming my dog this for years to the point where people are like, oh, you have a dog. And I'm like, no. No, but I will. I will eventually one day. So I know we were talking a little bit about how you originally were mostly in musical theater and then throughout the pandemic, you've been getting into comedy. So can you tell us a little bit about that whole transition? Yeah. Everything? I moved to New York for college and I was like, I was your local typical, like I'm a musical theater. Like that's all I do. Not to shit on anyone who does musical theater, like quite literally I'm talking about myself. <laughs> And I was so like in this musical 
theater box of being like, that's all I can do. That's all I want to do. Take musical theater classes. But I will say like post grad trying to figure out where I fit into that world was more difficult because naturally like in school, like I would always play like the mom or the friend or the whatever. And like going into the real world, I was like, okay, well, I'm not 45 yet. And I'm not right for this certain show. So I kind of was like, okay, I need to sort of start dipping my toe into other stuff. I want to say end of 2019, I was like, you know what? I've always loved comedy. Like I'm so scared, but you know what? Let me just take a UCB improv class. I was like, you don't know anybody. Just go in. It'll be fine. Like you're not going to die. Like go into the class (laughs) and if you suck, then just run away. (laughs) Never sure if I did that. Yeah. And then you don't have to know me. (laughs) But I went in and I loved it. And I was like, okay, I need to start doing more stuff. Like, let me start doing like a voiceover class. Like that would be really great to like do commercials or like cartoons and things. I took one class and the next class was supposed to happen. And they were like, the world is shutting down and I was like oh okay so that I went back home to Michigan to live in my basement <laughs> for months on end and I was just down there and I, like I knew about TikTok and I was like making TikToks and not posting them I was only like sending them to my friends and then I was just like I think something about like there was like a wall like a divided wall in my brain of being like you can post something and nothing's gonna happen like mm-hmm. what's the worst that's gonna happen someone doesn't like your video that who cares like whatever so I started posting it and it started with my Moira Rose impression from Shit's Creek you and do that, such a good impression thank you so much <laughs> but truly like I posted it to my Instagram being like oh like I have I don't even know I think I had like 200 followers on Instagram it was just my friends I like never had an Instagram my friends like forced me to make an Instagram like after everyone already had. And I was like, you guys, I have Facebook. Like I don't need Instagram. I don't know what you're talking about. And I posted and it just blew up at the right time. And I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm just going to sort of ride that train of being on Instagram comedy. Really smart. I love that. Yeah. And it's also amazing like how all of the worlds are tying in together. Like my agent for commercials, like asked me recently, like, what are your social media stats? And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, wow. Like we care about that now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But like, you just got to do it. Mm -hmm. But it's also the more you do it, the more fun you start having with it. Cause you like you were saying with TikTok, it's such a safe space to just do whatever. Like what's the worst that will happen? Like it literally, it goes into a black hole of nothing like right exactly you can make that the would dumbest be the worst video thing. and like what well yeah exactly and you're like okay like my video gets three views great yeah I'll delete like, like who cares at that point it's yeah. just it's so much fun and I think I did have to also like get that realization at some point because I think one it was hard I was like in my basement alone because my parents worked all day like still from Mm -hmm. home and I was the only one like in the basement no job just being like (laughs) okay at nine o'clock I eat granola at 10 (laughs) o'clock I watch Grey's Anatomy like I had no schedule so I think it got to a point where I was posting videos and the notifications and like the obsession with looking at my phone seeing if like my video was doing well, like I had to eventually remove myself Mm. from that bubble because it was at a point I was on TikTok until 3am, like looking at notifications and like afraid to sleep, not afraid to sleep. That sounds so dramatic, Mm -hmm. but 
being like, okay, I have to go to sleep now, but I can wake up in the morning and check my notifications. And it was taking over my brain, which is also the unhealthy side of social media and the pandemic and everything else. So I feel like now we're finally in more of the real world. And my brain is also like, Christina, you have a problem put your phone down. And I'm like, okay. I got it. <laughs> well, and how did you start making the switch from posting like your impressions and things like that to start posting more about your personal life and your dating life? Yeah, I feel like, so I loved doing my Moira Rose impression. And I also feel like it was hard because I was like, I know if I post a video doing Moira, it's going to get me the views. It's going to get me the likes, the shares. And so it was that instant gratification. I was like, do I post a video of something that I've done a hundred times and I, I love to do it. It wasn't that I, it wasn't fun doing it, but I had to sort of make a decision of like, do I want my entire brand of comedy to be Moira Rose Mm. or do I want to sort of take that leap and make other content and do other stuff? And maybe it all, you know, it falls to the wayside and nobody ever hears or sees from me again. But it did like, obviously I did experience where some videos were not doing as well, but I was like, if I only make Moira content, I'm not going to be happy. So let me just make my Mm -hmm. stupid videos. And I think reels too helped with that because I saw like people on Instagram where like influencers are doing like dating stuff. Like they were making such funny videos and I was like, oh, you can post a 10 second video on Instagram and it's going to do as well as this other video on TikTok that's a minute long because the algorithm's different or things like that. But it was and Instagram was really amount. pushing reels. Yeah. Instagram, mm-hmm. it, yes. they went through a phase of really pushing reels mm-hmm. and like really getting all that content out there. Yeah. So yeah, I just sort of was like, I know for a fact, I don't want my brand of comedy to just be one specific person yeah. or one specific thing. So I was like, just do it, just have fun. And I feel like I've had fun and I keep doing it. So that's, that's, matters. that's amazing. So tell us about your relationship. How did you meet your boyfriend? And I'm yes. assuming is it three years that you guys have been together? Um, no. So we met in September. Uh, right. You know what? She led us on because she was doing these like reels that were first year of dating, which yeah. was like first year three. I dating. know. I and know. I was listen, like, I related really heavily to those because I've been with my boyfriend <laughs> for five years. So you know your market because I was watching those like, yes, like for the girls in the back. And like, and really? not even for the three years. So no, I'm like, truly. So before the pandemic, I was like, when I don't date anyone in the summer, cause I'm sweaty and I refuse <laughs> to meet someone profusely sweating. No, truly, like, my friends would be like, you haven't gone on a date in six months. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be September soon. Just get ready. Fall and then I would summer. go on. And yeah, I have hot girl fall, everyone. AKA chili girl fall. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I can't, I, as you, I'm like sweating now. I'm like under a small ring light. Also? Yeah, I'm in New okay. York. It's like 90 degrees. <laughs> I'm wearing a long sleeve because that is part of my brand. And <laughs> I'm profusely sweating. No, I met my boyfriend. I had come back to New York in July of 2020. I was like, you know what? We have to go. We can't be in Michigan any longer. And I got back and I was moving out of my apartment and I was like, you know, okay, I'll download Hinge, I'll download Bumble and I'll just start going. And he was the first date I'd gone on. And we basically, I think we both just knew that we clicked and here we are. Wow. Wow. 
what was your first date? We just got drinks. Like also the other funny part is that my mom lives in New York and in between apartments, she has a studio and I was sleeping on an air mattress on her floor. So I had to be like, mom, I'm going to um, my friend's house to sleep over. So I'll be back tomorrow <laughs> she was like what and I'm like it's fine I'm 25 like I can do whatever I want fine I was like reliving my teenage years but at the ripe old age of 25 in New, in New York City and being like this is chaotic but it is a <laughs> pandemic and whatever so but yeah we just got drinks and then we had a second date in the park there was nothing to do like that was the yeah, problem true. But also, I feel like the solution, because all we could do was sit and talk to each other. Like, we that's all you could do. You'd go to the park, and you could maybe go get, like, an outdoor drink somewhere. And that was about it. So I was like, okay, the fact that we can sit and talk to each other for eight hours on a second date, like, great. Yeah, that's 100%. important. Yeah. Yeah. And then were you already getting into comedy before you met him? Because he's also a comedian. Yeah. So he does stand up comedy. And I think at first, because when I introduced myself on Hinge, he was like, yeah, like I'm in comedy. And I think I was also at this point of being like, yeah, I'm also in comedy. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, what do you do? And I was like, "Um, you know, like Instagram videos. (laughs) He was like, okay. But he's like, I stalked you on Instagram before our first date. And like the last video I had posted was me as like, a high school boy and I was like and you wanted to go on a date with me like yeah I was like well now we know <laughs> but he he's a stand-up comedian so I feel like it is different in terms of how yeah. we go about our stuff because he has like his joke book and he'll like run jokes by me and I'm like oh my god that's so funny like that's so funny like that's a good whatever and he just, that's like, not funny at all it. definitely don't do that one <laughs> yeah. No, it's every, you know what I mean? I feel like as a stand-up comedian, you have jokes that you know are your go-to. And then when you're working on new material, I'm like, oh, here's my notes app. What do I have written down? It's like, girl eats cheese on train. (laughs) And he's like, I don't get it. I'm like, you don't, exactly, you can't get it. Like I flush it out (laughs) in front of the camera. I can't explain it. It's really difficult. (laughs) He's like, what? And I'm like, it's fine. You don't have to understand it. But I feel like it is hard trying to explain because I feel like with stand-up comedy, you have your structure, you have your five minutes written out. And this is like, I jot ideas down, but I never really know what I'm going to do until I'm actually filming because 500 takes happen and then I piece them together. So it it is weird because we're in the same world, but very much also doing different things within that platform. Well, it's interesting because it's created such a new realm of content. Like I'm seeing kids who I studied acting with at USC, like really blowing up on reels and on TikTok. And I think it is because like so many of the impressions and the funny videos that they're making, I can already tell like you're just like naturally a funny person. And I think like all of these people were making these videos because this is how they were acting in their daily lives, you know? And then it was like, why not just share it with the broader world? Yeah, well- It's also, you think about it now, all these people who are Instagram and TikTok famous, like you were saying, it used to be like you were a celebrity Mm -hmm. or you were a random person waiting for an audition, waiting for an open mic, waiting for a whatever. And nobody would know who you were until you had your moment, right? And now it's like, you can be someone in Minnesota, in your basement, Michigan, in your basement, and people all over the world are seeing your content and that would never happen beforehand. And so it's so much more accessible. And I th- like, I just don't understand how people on these apps are not like at the level of fame and celebrity that I 
think they should be at. I agree. Mm -hmm. Like I love Caitlin Riley, who does the Wasp Mom. I will say now I've moved further away from TikTok to Instagram now that Instagram has reels because I was, I was getting like overwhelmed. Like my brain was like, you can't post to two apps at one time. Like you need to shut it down. I was like, okay. And then how did you decide to start like including your boyfriend into some of your reels? So I feel like we always talked about it because we were like, why don't we do stuff together? Like we should do like shorts and we should do sketches. And I think at the end of the day, he's so much more open and like, I'll do whatever. He's like, I could bomb in front of a crowd and like not care. And I'm like, someone sniffed in the other room and they heard me while I was singing. Like I truly had... (laughs) Like, and that's why I feel like it was such a thing. Like if I, if the pandemic hadn't happened, truly, I don't know if I would have ever posted videos to the internet because I did have such fear of like people seeing my work. If it like wasn't ready or like doing things like that or like not being rehearsed. And so with my boyfriend at first, I was like, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm going to be crazy and you're going to see it. But and by crazy, I mean, not like crazy, like crazy as in like, I have like a wig on and I'm someone's mom from elementary school. Like that's another level of (laughs) exposing (laughs) your true self. (laughs) and but I feel like eventually we just got to a point and I was like you know what we've been together for however long you've seen my true self like let me throw on my shower cap and you're gonna film my reel with me thank you and so I feel like we just have fun bouncing ideas off of each other now and being like hey like what if we did this like what if we did like a first date thing and I feel like we still have so many ideas we want to do but it's actually the time of like sitting down and trying to Mm. do that because we're in the middle of watching Game of Thrones right now is the last (gasps) people on earth to ever watch Game of Thrones I I watched it for the first time during quarantine so we're on season six and so I feel like every time we're together we're like Game of Thrones yeah so I'm like I think when I was binging Game of Thrones that was like in the peak of my TikToking as well I stopped TikToking for like a month just to focus on Game of Thrones oh my god I'm like my life revolves I'm like fully immersed in the world of Game of Thrones you were like yeah that happened 10 years ago also I love that you're like doing this stuff with your boyfriend because I have a list of TikToks that I want to do when I get a boyfriend and I imagine all the TikToks I could do but I just need to get one first but it's gonna be great. When what I get one, are it's these over TikToks? It's over there, for everybody. There's like all these like prank ones. Oh my god. Oh yeah. See, I feel like I see those and I'm like, I couldn't do it because I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing anything. He'd be like, Are you having a stroke? Like, what's happening? And I'd be like, No. Okay. So, anyways, I was gonna prank you. Does he make you want to get into stand-up? I feel like we've had this conversation before and he's like, why don't you do it? Like, why don't you try it? And I'm like, I would rather vomit outside of the 7-Eleven. Like truly, I I have such a phobia. I think it truly is like, you don't know what's going to happen. You're supposed to do crowd work like my favorite part of improv, I think, truly was doing the character work because I had something to like ground myself in. And improv to me is like, it's just you. It's yeah. just yourself standing up there trying to tell jokes. And I don't know if my brain operates in the way of stand up comedy. I'm like, we're walking down the street and he's writing like five jokes in his brain of like things that are topical and society. And I'm like, my brain is now it like sees a wig and it sees a memory from elementary <laughs> school and I can like fuse that together in my yeah. mind but not normal stand-up 
comedy. I think it's amazing. And I wish, and maybe one day, you know, I should never say never, but for now it's not on my little menu. That makes sense. Even though I think it's amazing. And I love going to, I did go to an open mic with him. And it was so funny because there were like 10 guys on one side of the room. And then it was me and him and one other couple who had like gone to the open mic together. And the guy was doing stand-up and every joke, the guys would come up there and be like, oh, two guys a couple? Do you have sex? All right, all right, all right. Oh my God. Whatever. And we were like, okay, we heard it the third time. Like, yeah, we're yeah. together. We're here. Find another joke. It's old now. Yeah. So funny Sorry, have you ever watched uh, Mrs. Maisel? Yes. Like, I love honestly, Mrs. Maisel. That gave me like, I could never be a stand-up comedian, number one. I feel like I would get on the stage and just like black out in front of these people. But Same. like, it just like kind of gave me a little bit of, I would never do it, but it gave me a little bit of motivation to like maybe do it. Well, it's so fun it. to see her because I feel like she goes up and she's like truly no can I swear on this podcast yeah, yeah. did I already yeah. swear on this podcast <laughs> go ahead <laughs> she truly has like no fucks to give she's like this yeah. is Mrs. Maisel at night not Mrs. Maisel you saw in the daytime at the deli down the street and fully just lives her best life unfiltered and I'm like as you said I would black out I'd pass out on the stage yeah but would you sing in front of people because you do musical theater yeah so that's the problem so I'm in (laughs) I'm like here's the tricky question (laughs) so I'm in musical theater so obviously I like have to perform in front of people but with musical theater I think you rehearse your material so much and you know if it's not the song you're bringing in you know every other song that's in your Mm -hmm. repertoire and I feel like with that it's some stability in knowing what you're doing and maybe that's my own thing maybe I need to get out of my weird little stability corner and just throw myself to the wolves but I feel like it's different when you can drop in to be like oh I've sang the song a hundred times I've done this a hundred times yeah I know what they're gonna ask me as opposed to being like oh hey you guy with the hat I don't know doodly bop something like that and that terrifies me. Yeah. And I guess like my other question on it is because like we joke a lot about on the podcast about like stage boyfriends, because like my boyfriend (laughs) is very much not in acting whatsoever, but like always helps me with my self tapes and my auditions and memorizing lines. And like, we've had so many comedians come on the podcast to talk about how like they would never date another comic. And I'm curious, like, is it weird dating somebody in the same industry as you? Because you guys are seeming like it really works, like by creating content and stuff like that together. I feel like he's truly like my adult relationship that I'm in, as opposed to in college or like right out of college Mm -hmm. being like, I'm going to go on a date on Thursday and it's like the weirdest experience of your life and you're like I think it was okay I guess like I don't know and nobody touched anywhere in musical theater comedy acting it was like the most far removed from that I truly would come home and I was like it's not that I didn't have fun but I was thinking to myself will I ever be able to find someone that I can truly no filter, Hmm. do all the weird stuff I do with my friends and not have them look at me like you're from another planet. Like (laughs) what is going on? And I feel like I got on this first date. I knew he was in comedy. I think I did like a British chimney sweep impression on accident on our first date. And he was like, can we hear the impression? I any British accent, I'm like, so anywho, baby, <laughs> baby. He was like, okay. I was like, okay, we're on the same page. Ash, how was that. it? 
She lived in London for a long time. <laughs> no, any British accent, I'm like, hello, <laughs> sweet. They're like, Christina, that's only in the movie Oliver. And I'm like, well, that's the only <laughs> one I've watched, okay? So that's all I have to offer. But all of his friends too, like they all went to performing arts high school. So he's been in this world for so long that I don't think it's surprising at all when stuff like that Mm. comes out of my mouth. And so I feel like our worlds just really meshed in a way where we could feed off of each other and not have it be like one person's the funny one or one person's the like more social one. We just sort of were like, great. Oh, I love that. I know, it's like, to have a I'm like disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> but have you been to any of his shows? So it was crazy because he was like right before the pandemic, like I was doing mic after mic. I got booked on a StubHub show. I was doing all this stuff. And then quarantine happened. Like we all went home, stuff shut down. And then in the pandemic, like comedy clubs weren't really open. Like there was some mm -hmm. outdoor comedy in New York, but it was still hard because all of these huge comedians who, you know, are doing The Tonight Show and doing all of this, they were the ones getting booked on these outdoor shows. Right. So if you were just your local person making their way and finally getting somewhere, it sort of went like, like it, mm. it took a backseat. But he did like Instagram live comedy and we did go to one. Oh. I did go to one open mic and that was one where like, you're sleeping together? Pretty original. Um, and we were like, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> thank you. But we're going to go to more. Like he's gonna do a bunch all summer yeah and now then, that everything's like pretty much opened back up yeah we were sitting there and at an open mic they're like okay so this person's going and then on deck and they were like okay on deck and I was like it's like we're go we're on deck he's like you're not on deck I was like <laughs> I'm on deck and I was like I don't know if we're ready like it's crazy because I hadn't had any form of like audition performance experience not even for myself but just being in the room I was like kicked in as yeah. if I was about to go up there and he's like you need to go calm down and I was like nope <laughs> I'll be cool I promise I won't embarrass anyone that's so funny like yeah, a baby but it was so like, fun worried. no I'm literally he's like okay grandma you need to calm down <laughs> and I was like all right did we hydrate before the oh my god date successfully then within the same industry as long as it's not competitive like as long as it's yeah. like a supportive yeah. thing yeah I feel like it would be weird I think if we were both like like you just said like in stand-up comedy and be like oh I got booked on this show and it'd be like okay well I didn't get booked on that show like why mm -hmm. didn't I do that that I obviously I think that depends on people and it depends on yeah. everything but it would be very strange to be like okay we're doing the exact same thing and obviously when you do the exact same thing your timelines of how you get places they don't add up right. in synchronizing order otherwise everyone would be famous at the exact same time as everybody else and that doesn't work for well, anyone think of uh dating in new york before you entered this relationship before the pandemic just gotta ask you know? <laughs> your face says it all yeah <laughs> i just feel like i love going out but i'm the type of person where if i go to work i'm like i want to go home i want to put on my full sweatpant outfit and sit on my couch and i would do that and friends and my mom would be like why aren't you going on dates and i'm like because it's exhausting to get on the train, to go downtown, to meet someone, to maybe have a good time mm -hmm. and then go back. However, that's what you do have to do to date. Right. So I would mm -hmm. do that. And it would be like, I would never regret it unless it was a truly horrible experience, which I don't think I've luckily knock on, well, not knock on wood. I'm with my boyfriend and our <laughs> dates are <laughs> 
great. But I think I was lucky in a sense where I never went on a date in New York. And I was like, that was the worst experience of my life. Like, why did I do that? It was always like, okay, like I had fun. It wasn't great. Or, oh, I had fun. But you know, like, I don't know, like, if it'll be something serious, because we're very different. I just feel like it was always that. So it is a gamble. But I think in New York, now that everything is opening up, and like, you can go to restaurants, you can go to bars, there's so much to do that if you actually take the time to put in the work a little bit and get on the apps and start dating, it's going to work. And it's going to be fun because you have all of New York City to go and do whatever you want. So if you want a date, come to New York. That was a, I, will, I will be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, because everybody on this podcast is going to hate you listening to you talk about how you met your boyfriend on your first hinge day back. So I had to know that you'd been in the game. I had dipped my toe into the New York dating scene pre-pandemic. It were, I mean, I have two other friends who in the pandemic met their boyfriends who they've been with for a year now. And so I just, I don't know if it was crazy. Like we had just been in our homes too long or like the stars aligned or what happened, but it was all on apps. It was all just going for a drink in New York from a random meetup and it all worked out. So who knows? I think it's time to get into our letter. Let's do it. Um, Who, Lauren, you want to read it or should I read it? I can read it, whoever. Okay, let's go. Okay, we're switching gears a little bit here, talking about New York dating. We are now getting to somebody who uh, has been with their partner for a long time, but you know, we are going to analyze this and give it a good listen. So, dear damsels, this is a mother of three that has been married for two years. I've been soul and heart tied to one man for 13 years and want to learn more about this way of loving all bodies and loving my true self. I've always been more attracted to women and haven't understood why until now. And I don't want to mess up the only marriage I I wholeheartedly believe in. I want more in the bedroom, wink, wink. And I know he does too. How do I bring up that I'm willing to spice things up without freaking him out? Sincerely, bored in matrimony. Well, I think there's a lot going on in this letter. Let me, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack. We yes. have a lot to unpack here. <laughs> uh, where to begin? Well, soul and heart tied to one man for 13 years. I mean, I think that's interesting. I guess my initial question would be how old is this person? Because like, is this somebody who got, you know, in a relationship early and didn't really get to sow their wild oats um, early on in their relationship? I don't think they said anything about a mother of three. Yeah. So, and you have kids. So I think that like, that's also just a transition into being like getting into motherhood, which nobody on speaking on this podcast knows anything about, but we can talk to the other things. I think that like I talk about this before, but relationships absolutely ebb and flow. And there's going to be times where you're feeling like so into it. And there's going to be times where, you know, you're kind of bored of it or like it's just not the thing that's like impacting your life the most. And I think like having kids, naturally, your conversations are going to like turn more to the kids. So my question would be like, how much time are you taking just for the two of you? Like, can the kids go with grandma and grandpa for a little bit? And can it just be like you guys having date night or having a weekend together, doing something that's just for you guys to really focus on the relationship? Because like, you know, you've already put in 13 years to this relationship. So obviously like there's a lot of love here. And my question would be like, is it just a matter 
matter of not taking time for A, yourself and B, the relationship, or is it a matter of you feeling, um, you know, no longer attracted to this person? Yeah, agreed. And also there's a whole thing about her being a little confused about her sexuality. And yeah. it feels like if they want to spice stuff up in the bedroom, bring a third in. Like I've never yeah. done that before, but I think that would be a great solution for her if she wants to both spice it up and also, you know, figure out what yeah. is attracting to women is like, mm-hmm. that's a lot to to figure out too. Cause you don't want to be in this marriage with someone that you just feel like you need to be in it because you've been with this person for 13 years and have committed 13 years to this person. I don't think that's a reason to stay with someone, especially if you are now figuring out things about yourself that you want to explore, never hold yourself back. Yeah. Yeah. I think also being with anybody, whether that's, you know, you set up your life in a way where this is the everyday and this is what we do. And it's how do you bring up something that's so foreign to the norm of what Mm -hmm. you're doing? And I feel like in a way, I agree with you, like bring in a third, like have that be something, but is a difficult part bringing that up like how do yeah. you navigate right. yeah. into that and maybe it's like a baby step of oh I was watching this movie or I was watching this show and these people brought someone in like what do you think about that like that could yeah. be fun like blah 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 because I feel like at least me personally if I try to bring something up and I'm just like grasping at air or I don't have a like an anger point of what I'm trying to say then I start going off into who knows where land. Yeah. but if you go in and sort of have I don't know if like the talking point is the correct thing to say, but if you have something that you can be your jumping off point and go from there, then maybe it's easier to sort of bring up what you've been thinking about. Yeah. And my other question on it was that she's saying that they've been together for 13 years and she's always been more attracted to women. I wonder if because like we're more accepting of the LGBTQ society today that when she first entered this relationship was like that side of herself, not something that she felt comfortable admitting to. Is that the reason that she's suddenly like accepting that side of herself? And if that's the case, you know, that's a lot of inner work that I would recommend her doing like with a therapist and discussing like, did you feel like you had to hide a part of yourself when you entered this relationship? And are you being your whole self with this person. Yeah, true. Yeah, because I don't think you can be your true self if you're not exploring other parts of you that feel are lost and need some exploring. But the question was, how do I bring that up? And I think, Christina, you, you brought a good point because, well, she said, how do I bring up that I'm willing to spice things up without freaking him out. So she's scared that he's going to, she's going to freak him out by just, you know, suggesting something like spicing it up in any way. So yeah, I think just having that conversation about, Oh, like, this is what I was watching. (laughs) Haha. What do you think about that? Like bringing, being so casual about it, but without freaking him out, that's, I don't know. I'm, I'm also not a confrontational person. So I wouldn't know how to bring that up to to someone who I feel like might be a little freaked out Not for it yeah yeah exactly my gut instinct would be that this person if they're not already should first see a therapist before having this conversation or like a mental health professional just because there could be other things that are going on here like not taking enough time for yourself not you know mm-hmm. dealing with your sexuality yet or whatever it is that like talking to a mental health professional might make you feel like you have a better understanding of yourself and what you really want before approaching this conversation. Because I feel like if you have a full understanding of what's going on within yourself and within this relationship, then you can really approach this conversation knowing that you've like really done the inner work before you bring this into your relationship. 
Well said. I agree. Well, do you have anything else that you'd like to touch on, Christina, or that you want to share with our listeners? That's a good question. I feel like we covered a lot. I guess the biggest thing now going forward is I'm just trying to figure out what to do now that the world is opening back up Mm -hmm. because I feel like being in a social media bubble, you're sort of in a place where you can go, okay, like I can take this time out and film my videos and post them when I want and do these things. But as the world starts opening back up and, you know, theater is happening, TV and film is happening again, how to incorporate sort of what I've done on social media and how to bring that into real life, real life. is going to be tricky. And I think it's going to be tricky for a lot of people who've Mm -hmm. been doing this over the pandemic because it's a totally different world because it's like, are you an Instagram influencer or are you incorporating this now into live performance and what you were doing pre-pandemic? So I don't have an answer to that, but just something that I've been thinking about. Do you feel like that you have, like, if you could say your dream, like, what would your dream be? And like, of those different career paths, what do you feel like is your biggest priority? I love musical theater and I always will. And I'm, I would never say I'm giving that up, but in a way I'm sort of like, I want to be more selective on Mm -hmm. that front in terms of what I'm doing because pre-pandemic, I was like, oh, there's an audition for a children's tour or, oh, there's a cruise ship audition. And yeah, that's amazing. Those are amazing jobs. And I truly wanted to do those jobs Mm -hmm. at that time in my life. But now I'm like, okay, is that what I want to do? Do I want to go be on a boat for six months? I don't know, probably not. So I think moving forward, I want to be more selective on that front but start to get more into the world which is hard because once again everything's like being built from the ground up but get more into the world of what I was trying to do of like sketch comedy and writing some of my own stuff and doing more improv and I think even though sometimes I don't want to admit this to myself I think the overall dream would be to do something like SNL because that incorporates character work and improv mm-hmm. and sketch comedy and and they do musical numbers at sometimes like it's just the combination I think of everything I love to do and I'm yeah. trying to do and obviously that's like you know that's the the top of the building like but you can get in terms of dreaming of what's your dream job yeah but also yeah. don't knock that don't knock it out you know like that is a great goal to have and you can do it yeah. Like you can put your mind to it and you can do it. Guys, yeah. 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 It's just sort of now it's re going in and being like, okay, what are my building blocks of how I'm getting to incorporate what I want to do back into my everyday life? Have you looked at and buildings? Like taking Groundlings online? No, I didn't even know Groundlings did online classes. Well, I, I just... I'm going to start the advanced. um, I did it intermediate online for Groundlings. I only say if you talk about like your character work and a lot of people who work at or like who are in the Sunday company and that sort of thing, like who follow the the Groundlings end up on SNL. So like it might be like something just worth looking because they're still doing online. I thought about signing up for one online, Um, you know, while things are still in line and you can do it. Okay, right. Because that was my thing. I was like, UCB shut down. UCB is no more. And the pit shut down in NYC. So I feel like I wasn't in that to begin with. And so the people who were in it are starting to come back and do live shows. But now I'm like, okay, I'm in New York and then nothing's happening for people who are trying to 
like get the ball rolling. So Lauren, you're amazing because I will be looking at <laughs> online classes. You should. Thank you, you really should. Tip. Because I just feel like that also like fits in really well to your medium of like doing the short form content online. Like, yeah. um, I don't know. They just like go hand in hand really well together. Thank you truly so much for that tidbit because I need to do something that sounds amazing. Good. Also, you'll never know who you meet in those classes, you know, just like making connections, getting to know people, creating content with other people. Like it's just, it's a great place to start for the career path that you want to get on. Yeah. Or might want to get on. Because everyone who's in, I feel like this world, they look back and they're like, oh yeah. 20 years ago, I was in a random class with what's his face. Who's in every movie now. Like, that's just how yeah. it works. And I feel like building friendships and connections with those people. And that's how you yeah. keep working and people, your friends do projects and you do projects and you incorporate everybody. And it's, yeah. I love One of my roommates people. is literally from Groundlings. Like she was in my class. And then um, my teacher, Jimmy Fowley is incredible. And he was on the podcast. And I think he's on a show right now on um, Grindr. Like there, so you just never know, you know, like a lot of the people who end up in those classes, he did the full track. He went to USC and then um, Mm -hmm. auditioned for SNL. And now he's like, you know, doing really incredible work on shows and things like that. So yeah, that's amazing. The stepping stones of life. The stepping stones, the stepping pebbles. Christina, it has been so amazing having you on. Where can people find you and all of your amazing videos? Oh, well, thank you guys so much for having me on the podcast. It was so fun talking to you guys. I feel like we're friends now. We really are. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But my Instagram handle is at it's Christina Hart. Pretty simple. Hart as in H-A-R-T, not your bodily organ. (laughs) Just so everyone knows. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And we thank you guys. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning into another episode. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.